the image on your bulletin cover. Today is a sculpture from Green Lake. It sits right outside the, the main conference center, uh, the cafeteria, uh, the gathering place. So it is a very cool sculpture of children, and I thought it would be good for today. <clears throat> I was at a um, church growth conference in Indianapolis um, some time ago. The leader of the conference was considered one of the best church growth and church leadership experts in America at the time. And there were hundreds of people, pastors and church staffs in attendance. The speaker peppered his many points with stories of his days as a pastor in a megachurch in California. And he was super interesting said lots of really wonderful things. But there was one point where he said something that just threw me for a loop. He said that when he pastored, he did not allow children in the sanctuary. Let me say that again. When he pastored, he did not allow children in the sanctuary. His church had a top-of-the-line nursery and a children's ministry with all the bells and whistles for the kids and a separate youth worship center for the middle school and high school students. So there was no reason for any children of any age to be in the sanctuary. He said when families came into the sanctuary, it was the usher's responsibility to kindly and politely steer the children to their appropriate program. And they were not to take no for an answer. I was fascinated. As the speaker continued to say that the sanctuary was no place for children. It was a place where people connected with God and children were disruptive crying and talking and squirming and so on and so on. At some point, I think I cocked my head like a dog confused at what she is hearing. The words he spoke in a sermon, he said, were words God used to impact people's hearts and that children could distract from that. I remember looking around the room to see if anybody else looked shocked or confused, but everyone seemed to have their heads in their program books taking notes. I shook my head. In my mind, I was thinking, there is nothing I have to say that is more important than the presence of children. In my way of thinking, the sound of children is the sound of life of joy, of newness, of energy. While nurseries and children's programs are great, 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 to advocate barring children from the sanctuary seemed ridiculous and maybe a little fascist. His words were significant beyond the silliness of it, though, because at our church in southern Indiana at that time, we were going through a sustained growth surge that had been fueled by new families with children. The number of children were increasing in such a big way that the church called Judy to become the church's first ever children's minister. 
The church growth spurred by these families led us to begin a second worship service on Sunday, and I noticed on Facebook that several of those families who were a part of that growth time are still leaders in that church today. We had a good nursery and a great children's worship time, but the kids were always welcome in the sanctuary. In my thinking, growing up in the church is not only about learning about God, but is also about discovering that you are loved by a community that welcomes you, embraces you, and accepts you. Be honest, I'm warmed every time I participate in worship with the, with the Korean community in somebody's house. There will be a slew of people, 20, 30, sometimes 40, people sitting on couches and chairs, but mostly on the floor. They are there to worship, and their children are there with them. Kids on the floor, kids sitting on their parents' laps, participating in the service. Now, parents go through the usual process that we all have gone through trying to keep our kids quiet, but they know they belong with them in that moment. Children being raised by the village, fully involved in the worship of the community. Beautiful. Again, nurseries and children's programs are wonderful and necessary, but to intentionally exclude children from the life of the community because they are a nuisance just doesn't make sense to me. So, one day, according to Matthew, some parents, and probably some grandparents, bring children to Jesus. Their hope is that Jesus will look at their kids, bless them, lay hands on them, and if they had cell phones, I'm sure some selfies would be in order. The disciples thought this was altogether too common. So they told the kids and their parents to move out of the way. Get away, the teacher needs rest. Shoo, the rabbi is preparing to speak. Leave him alone, he is hanging out with us. They pushed the children and their families to the side. Jesus hears his disciples, in my mind, shakes his head and speaks. Let the children alone. Don't prevent them from coming to me. God's kingdom is made up of people like these. Let the children come, proclaims Jesus. In Mark's telling of the story, Jesus goes on to say, Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will not enter it. In another gospel story, the disciples come to Jesus and ask, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus borrows a pideon, a child, either girl or boy, and stands the child in front of him with both hands placed on their shoulders and says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Jesus goes on to warn his followers not to hold back the children. It would be better for you, says Jesus, 
If a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea, then for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Yikes! Jesus takes this welcome to children seriously. So what is it that makes kids, children, the right object lesson for those who are ripe for the kingdom of God? Probably many things. But I grabbed just a small handful to share. Children are naturally curious. For both of my children, one of their favorite words growing up was why. And the answer, because I said so, just wouldn't fly. And the kingdom is populated by curious people. Curious people ask questions. Curious people challenge stereotypes. Curious people challenge the status quo. Curious people address inequities. And curiosity leads to exploration. Walt Disney famously said, Curiosity keeps, us, keeps, us leading, keeps leading us down new paths. Followers of Jesus are natural explorers. We are urged by our Lord to explore the depths of love, the heights of grace, the widths of service. And we are never, ever, ever done exploring. There is always a new thing to explore, new ways to serve, new expressions of love, new doorways to grace. Children are curious and they explore And children are dreamers. I remember vividly, as a kid, sitting in the sanctuary of Calvary Baptist Church in Davenport, Iowa. It's called First Baptist Church now. And I remember sitting in the pew, looking up at the chandeliers that hung from the ceiling. And I would spend the entire service imagining scenarios where I would be forced to save the day somehow by swinging from chandelier to chandelier. Just a dreaming. Children dream about adventure, about puppies, about sports, about life. Anybody a Calvin and Hobbes fan in here? Oh my. It's all about the dream. The imagination. Followers of Jesus dream about the kingdom, about justice, about making a difference, about life. Children create. What a child can do with pieces of colored paper, crayon, scissors, and a glue stick is amazing. And what followers of Jesus can do when they choose creativity is world-changing. Shane Claiborne says violence shows a lack of creativity and people of faith fueled by creative energy have changed the way the world works in so many ways. There is a saying, creativity is not a pretty sight and creativity can be sloppy and messy and mistake prone. But thankfully, we are children who are embracing the idea of beautiful oops 
wherein all of our activity is redeemable by God, who sees beyond our flaws and into our hearts. The leader of the church growth conference was correct. Children are disruptive. Important conversations, disrupted by children. Intimate moments, disrupted by children. The most important spoken line on a television show, disrupted by children. Who hasn't seen the scene? A mom or dad is in conversation with another adult. A child looking up, pulling on the adult's pant leg. Dad, 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 I have something to tell you. The adult ignores them. And the other person in the conversation is clearly aware of the disruption. Let me suggest to you that followers of Jesus disrupt. We disrupt the status quo. We disrupt acts of injustice. We disrupt bullying. We disrupt meanness. We disrupt ugliness. We stand. We speak. Sometimes we shout. We disrupt just as the kingdom of God disrupts the world at its worst. One final thing about children that I'll say. Children love with abandon. So, become like a child. Embrace the newness of the kingdom of God as you are privileged to be a child of that kingdom. Amen.